from Trimble Construction, you're listening to the Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello, and welcome to the Connected Construction Show. I am your host, Matt Sprague. We are here at Dimensions 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Venetian Resort and Casino. I am joined uh, today with my guests, Tom Yashurin from Civ Robotics. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Pleasure. Um, so t- Tom, tell us a little bit more about yourself other than your name. You can tell your, say your name again, uh, but tell us you know, uh, who you're with, what you do there, and more importantly, what I love to know is how you got there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Happy to share. So my name is Thomas Shuren. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Civ Robotics, which is a construction tech startup here in the U.S. based in San Francisco. I'm originally from Israel, and that's where we started the company. Uh, that's where I actually worked in construction before starting this venture. We are very fortunate to be working here with the customers around the U.S. And based on our experience in construction, uh, we started this venture. So I was a civil engineer, a site engineer on a road construction projects. And I was working with a lot of subcontractors. One of them was a surveyor. And I was shocked how uh, they were performing the layouts. And I was amazed how great, you know, the product that we had from the drone coming out that they use. I'm like, wait, you can use the drone to do mapping, but you still do the layout manually. Let's automate that as well. Yep. And that's how Civ Robotics came, came to life. So I think you had, you had mentioned uh, to me earlier that it was, you know, in your experience of actually working in the field, it was like identifying the inefficiencies. Right? Yeah. It, it wasn't just a, uh, well, the drones do this, we should do it that way. There was there, There's a, a major time suck that you're trying to solve there, here, right? There's a time suck. There's also your quality. We live in a world that we, we are human after all. We make mistakes. If it's, in my, in most of the time, it's the communication, you know. Did you clarify what you want to lay out? If you want to lay out the curve, you want to do the front or the back. That's, you know, four inches. That's massive in our industry. And we can't have them, you know, we can't build that that way if you don't clear about it. And with automation, um, you don't have that problem. The robot will do what it's told to do and do it precisely as required. And it's all controlled by us, you know, surveying professionals and construction professionals in the field that know what they need. That's excellent. So, um, robotics, the term, yeah. sometimes has a negative connotation, or some people say. Correct. Why? Look, Why I get, think? I think that a lot of people are afraid of the term and afraid of the consequences, you know, but in the end of the day, we live in, a, in an era, what is robotics? You know, your refrigerator, a robot. A lot of people have a microwave as a robot. So we look at robotics as, you know, as a robotics, I look at it, you know, there's a lot of things here that was still unknown and we're not, we're not afraid of our refrigerator, but they are becoming smarter and smarter with IOTs and all that stuff. Yep. So, but we're not afraid of it. You're afraid of a, something that's in front of you and you see it performing a task that, you know, used to be done by a human or by humans. And now that's, you know, People are afraid of that's taking their job. But we live in a world that we have such a huge shortage of labor. And we're trying to just you know, empower the workforce to be more efficient. 
and to do more work in the field. Jobs are becoming bigger, and we need to be able to accommodate that. And that in the workforce that we have today does not do that, and it's okay. You know, we're here to you know, it's it's not fun to do this work. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you know our customers like about us is that we're taking a very repetitive task, a knowing task, and make the users, you know. Enjoy it and love it, and they can't go back after using us. So, it has that you know negative connotation. But many of our customers, we you know, get out of that after after using our machine. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and I can't we can't change it all. And I think that we had the same you know very similar problem with drones in the beginning. People were cautious about it yep. for many reasons, and we see that that barrier is no longer existing. It's becoming you know standard in our industry. Machine controls also. It's also it's a robot. Yeah. So it's also becoming a standard in our industry. Uh, if you don't adapt, you don't evolve, you don't grow with industry, you'll stay behind. Then you will be unemployed, and that's and that's not our fault. That's that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Evolution is well, whether we're talking biologically or, or technologically, it's it's a it's a natural progress, right? But but even more, you mentioned labor shortages. But it's also, and, I, and you alluded to the fact that um, projects are getting bigger. There's more projects. I mean, with the, the 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 infrastructure spending in the United States, but the infrastructure spending across the, the rest of the world is the same. Is yeah. the same way. There's aging infrastructure. So there's a lot of a lot of things happening, and organizations are having to figure out ways of, if not doing more with the same, doing more with less. Correct. And that's essentially what um, the the automated systems, or or the or the unmanned uh, unmanned uh, systems that that, that that you're that you're talking about um, are able to help, right? Yeah, totally. I think that we live in an industry that also needs to attract uh, young professionals to come and work in the field. And I think that you know technology adoption it, it will definitely help bring more um, young professionals to work in this field. Uh, you know, we're competing with against. The third world is not as exciting as, you know, coding necessarily. Yeah. So, uh, and trying to find, you know, people to do this line of work um, is a lot more exciting when it has, you know, some, some automation, some machinery versus, you know, you know, it's all good. Take, you can take a pole, you know, in the, in the a rod and go lay out the points do that over and over or just follow the robot or the system, yeah. uh, our product, and, and just, you know, oversee it, do the work, perform it. Yeah. And it's it's a no-brainer after you get using it. But it's also the pro, the, the proficiency of it yeah. as well, right? Because there's uh, <clears throat> again with the same uh, increase in infrastructure spending that's coming from the public. There's greater um, uh, greater criticism on making yeah. sure that those the money being spent on jobs is is, is spent correctly. And and um, I had a guest recently um, that that was uh, utilizing. Compaction machines and and, and and robotics compaction machines and whatnot. And they were talking about the the, the overlap yeah. of, of compaction. That on a on uh, studies were shown that when there was a, a manned compaction project, the overlap on 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 runs were like could be as as large as fifty percent overlap. Damn, and really you know so and. and I can't remember what the, what it was, but you know when you're utilizing uh, the, the, the machine control, it's 
a lot less. Yeah, but it's probably like single digits. Yeah, absolutely. So same thing in terms of so so talk to us about the the the, the, the automated systems that you're providing. That's great. So I'll talk about what we provide and also about the infrastructure builds you mentioned as well. Uh, that that pain of shorter labor is actually greater in remote job site, which is a lot of infrastructure. If it's yep. solar uh, and roads in the middle of nowhere, to finding you know finding people to do work you know two hours away west from Midland. Yep. Good luck. Yep. Um, so our product is very straightforward. It's a ground platform that has a robotic arm, and it has you know uses GNSS technology on a machine that guides it where to drive mm-hmm. and also where to mark. So we use triple technology on our machines as well. And as the robot stops within a certain proximity, robotic arm moves and marks that coordinates. Uh, not only that, we also provide that information. If it's cut and fill or annotation that the customer may have, you can see that on our tablet. But also, there's a speaker on the machine that actually guides the person following it. And say, if this, let's say you do a center line and then do the left line. So annotation, the robot will say center line. The person will follow just do a CL next to it. Yeah. And that's it. And the robot will continue going and go to lay out the, the entire center line for them. So really making it, you know, seamless and it's clear to avoid, you know, you want to do center line there, not L, not left line. Yeah. So providing that information as clear as possible so anyone can use the machine and benefit from it. Yeah. I also envision that something like that could help extend somebody's career. Oh, definitely. Well. Like, you know, someone who's been in like hard labor for their entire lives at some point things give up right like, and i don't mean the person's spirit i mean their person's physical body yeah and now you're you're getting into situations where you can get um, automated systems to start helping doing it but you still need correct human to, correct. to be involved so funny story they say that we had a customer um and the operator has been doing layout for the last like, 15 years yeah and you know, I, we try to please everybody in the chain, from the PM to the site engineer, all the way down to the, the operator. And in the end, that that project was a solar farm out in Texas. Uh, he used to lay out, you know, I'd say 300 points a day with a rod and walking and bending his back and putting flags in the ground. And with us, he was carrying a tablet on a strap in his shoulder, walking with no hand, like hands free, and. Uh, we gave him a, a, a device to just install the flags without bending his back at all. Yeah. And he's like, you, he can't go back. There's no way going back from that. And he actually, in the end, that, that job did about 100,000 points. Um, we got you know a nice a nice warm uh, text from him, not even email, yeah. saying thank you. That's and awesome. it's been great. They actually moved him to another job using us on another job site out in Louisiana. Yeah. And it's really great to see how, you know, we, like, he was in his 50s. And he was like, he's ready to go get, get out of there, be done with it. Yeah. And now he's, you know, loving it and excited about it. Lost some weight because he's just following the robot all day long. Yeah. So uh, his wife is also happy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I lost what I was going to say here for a second. The um, labor shortage, it's not just about um, there being more work to do. There's also an aging labor force. So in this scenario, we said, "Hey, it could help extend." But then there's also the fact that you know you can only extend, you can only work until, until you're so old. Um, but you know, I, I looked at, and I, I think someone told me so. Um, these numbers might be a little bit off, but I think it was um, 
California Department of Transportation. So they have their own their their own surveying surveyors and their own construction inspectors. And I think this is something along the lines of like eight hundred surveyors for the state of California and like like thirteen thousand um, <coughs> construction inspectors. Average age is sixty years old. I'm not surprised. So the the need is is coming yeah. for um, for automation to hit all facets of the of, of, of the construction phase. Definitely, you know, the professionals who are leaving our industry, you know, retiring, uh, is one side of the spectrum. It's also the one coming in, and that's what I said earlier. Trying to bring more people in, and I think technology is one of the things that will will encourage more people to to join our industry and be part of this great industry, which is. I'm very, I'm very fortunate to be here in, in this time that and bring that technology to to the field. I think that's a, a great thing to do. And of course, automation, uh, if it's inspection or if it's you know layout or machine control yep. or, or whatever that may be, uh, it will help to mitigate that and to uh, reduce that, that 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 pain that we're suffering in. And to be honest, that's the main problem, the main cause for delays. We all hate the delays. Yeah. We all hate when the road closure was supposed to be done at six and ended up at seven, and then we're all stuck in traffic for another hour. That should not happen. Yep. And you know, hopefully, we'll no no longer have that as we improve our, our processes and encourage mm-hmm. using technology to, to solve that. Yeah. So, have you already identified other areas of inefficiencies? Oh. That you're allowed to talk about because I don't want you to, to you know, like give away any yeah. of your new future future products. Look, we, we are very very much invested in the heavy steel and solar industry, and also now in the road coming up with a new product in the road, which I'm yeah. fortunate that we can talk about already. Okay. So we have a road marking system that's coming out. It'll be very exciting to be able to even draw things in the ground. Okay. And uh, moving forward, you know, in the end of the day, surveying as a whole has you know two main tasks during construction lay out where to build yep. and measure what was built. Yep. Right now we're focusing on the, on, the, on the first part of the layout. I'm sure we're gonna, at some point, we're gonna also evolve and also provide the, that measurements. Yep. We do topos, but it's not that, that's not it. You know, if you need to scan your job site, you wanna do a QA for you know 5%, that's part of the inspector you're talking about. Yep. Try to provide that information um, with AI maybe, or just bring it back to the field and in the field to the, to the people in the office who actually can do the, that analysis okay. and to, to provide that inspection. So you, you gave the example um, of, of the gentleman who was, who was ready to hang up his boots as a as a really neat case study. But are, are there other examples of organizations you're working with yeah. that are implementing these on like interesting projects where they made they made a difference? Definitely, we had a customer at first who used to have I think it was like 18 people in the field doing a layout. 18 people wow. in the field doing layout. Uh, it was about 9,000 acres of land on a solar farm as well. And they were very uh, frustrated because, you know, 18 people, if two or three people don't show up one day, they're sick. There's COVID. This is actually doing COVID. Yeah. Wow. And like, it was rough. And they also had to split them to working, you know, solo because they, you know, COVID happened. Yep. Um, and then they, they embraced our system. At first, they were doing you know two people, two man crew, uh, sorry, two person crew. We also have a lot of female operators using our system as well. Yeah, and they're they brought it down from eighteen to four wow. to two. Wow! And those those people were definitely not laid off. They were just shifted to do other tasks. 
yeah, in the field, and it's great. And uh, the, it was so much faster that at some point they even moved that that, that system from to another job site because they were ahead. Yeah, you know, solar is very linear, so where the layout was ahead of the, the shakeout and of the piling, and they were able to, you know, at first they had eighteen people and have to be two. You know, numbers are, is, is, you know, really easy to contemplate. You don't even need to, you know, reconsider what to do there. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I remember when I first got into the, in the, the construction technology space and, you know, a lot of friends and family that are contractors or in the, in, in the construction space. And, you know, every once in a while I get to like, yeah, you're just taking away jobs. And, and, and it's, you just kind of nailed it, right? It's, it's a, um, you're, you're reducing what you need to do a singular task, which then speeds up the project, Correct. which, which then equates to the contractor gets finished a project quickly, which means they can do more projects. Yeah. And there's, there's more work to do because a, there's always backlog. They have a backlog of stuff that they, that, that they can't get to. Now they're able to have two crews that are out working at two projects at a time and, and whatnot. So that's, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 not uh, I can never remember if the, if the terminology is nearsighted or farsighted when you can't when you can't see far right, whatever one that is it's the opposite isn't yeah. it you know, so I'm nearsighted uh, that that um, you should know this my wife's an optometrist she's going to yell at me after listening to this one uh, but you know so it's it's uh, it's nearsighted that that you, you can't see that the accumulation of all the efficiencies that we're working on is going to be good for the job market in general. Definitely, I think the, the other thing to add up to that is the quality. The robotic arm is going to be as precise as you tell it to be. Yeah. And the information that we provide today like in, in, for the ground elevation has not been provided before. And by doing so, we're actually able to eliminate reworks of piles or foundations that need to be adjusted. You know, if you were going to plan installing a 12-foot-long pile there, but the ground is higher, I mean, you need to put 12, maybe you need to put 11-foot-long. It could be also the other way around. And knowing that is er earlier is better versus, you know, pounding the pile in and then have to take it out or retrofit it. Yep. That's just annoying. And, and it's reducing waste, mm -hmm. time, and headaches yep. that we can avoid. And about 2% of the piles in the ground were shifted because of us. Yeah. That's a huge benefit. Yeah. So a major um, sustainability ramifications here. Yeah. We're, we're shifting towards, you know, being more efficient with our consumption of materials and data is, is required to do that. So if you don't have the right data, you might be throwing it and say another foot of steel, multiply that by hundreds of, of, of these piles. Yeah. It's a lot. And the right pile needs to go to the right place. That's why we have our machines. Yeah. Have another story to share of a, of a customer? Oh, yeah. I have so many, but uh, <laughs> let me show you another one. Uh, we, we love solar. We love roads. Uh, but this is another one in the, in the pipeline industry uh, in wood drains. You know, we have customers using us to lay out those points. Wood drains, basically, you know, geotechnical, um, improving the earth to be more stable and, and, and safer for the, for the structure that's going to go above it. And they had 300,000 coordinates that need to be laid out, five by five grid, and they need to be done fast. Yeah. We're doing two and a half thousand points a day with one person changing the spray paint every 400 points. Yeah. 300,000 points. Wow. In a six month period. 
and they thought it was like, you know, it's not going to be possible. Yeah. Or they're going to have to have a lot of people just walking and doing it. Yeah. And with our machine, just one person in the truck looking at the machine, doing its thing. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's great to see how, uh, you know, that same customer moved, like, you know, before I was using a solar, now applying that technology in different job sites. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate to see that and uh, growing those relationships. You know, last year we had you know, less than 10. Now we're looking over 30. And it's growing, and you know, thanks to also Trimble Ventures to be part of this uh, our company now. Yep. We see more and more adoption from the Trimble family, and it's really great to see that. Yeah, and I, I feel like there's a, there's a commonality across all construction tech, all technology, that in general, when something new comes along, it's always the early adopters. Correct. And I feel like we need to urge, I'm urging all the listeners out there to become part of the category of early adopters because they'll not only will it help it'll help business but that's not really the point the point is is that the, the early adopters are the ones that all of a sudden figure out the new ways of using it like True. we can't we can't think of everything but they're like wow what if what if we had this device but it was it was rigged to help us with xyz whatever whatever it might be it's people getting involved people that are collaborating and becoming those early adopters and, 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 and become uh, collaborators with the vendors yeah. is what will drive connected construction. In the end of the day, what I know is limited and the field, their customers know a lot more and I, I value their, their opinion and, you know, we build our products based on that. Yep. You know, every feature, every button that we have, was changed. For example, when joystick used to be in the, in the, in the left side, move to the right side because the customer said, "Yeah, hold the tablet this way." It wants convenient to be here. Yeah, make the fonts bigger. Oh, can you also you know tell us the colors? Like, yeah, we put it in the tablet at the bottom. Like, and I was like, "Can we just put a speaker and send it to you?" I'm like, "Oh, that would be amazing." Yeah. And now they're not even putting the tablet; they literally put it on the side, and they also have like a joystick now. Like all these features that we've done, based on our customer feedback. Uh, help us shape our product and gave them access uh, and to be part of that that process. And now it's basically built for them. Yeah. And I'm a, a lot more happy yeah. to provide them more features tailored for them versus someone uh, later that will come into the play. Uh, I, I always you know like to listen and, and, and we'll decide what to do. But of course, early doctors have a lot bigger role in shaping up the product. So. I probably should have asked this question at the beginning. So you, you have, what was, you said you, what did, did you say what you studied? Yeah, I studied civil engineering. Civil engineering. Yeah. Okay, so you go and work in the field, you have an idea. So now I'm more talking in terms of like entrepreneurial yeah. stuff. So how did you find someone who could help you build this thing? Or did you build it? So I was very lucky that, uh, fortunately, I was getting my MBA as well during this, this time. And I knew a lot of people went from back in school that were mechanical engineering. I actually started mechanical and okay. switched to civil. So I knew a bunch of people in the, in the mechanical world and I asked me if this is possible. I'm like, yeah, easy peasy. So I'm like, okay, do you want to become a co-founder? It's like, no, I just do freelance work. I'm like, cool. How much do you want for this, for a prototype? It's like, I don't know, 12 grand for something like super, 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 like prototyping just to show an idea yeah. that this is possible. So we can raise capital and actually start working on it. Yeah. Uh, Within a month and a half, I had a prototype. Two months later, I had capital, and then became the VPRD. That's awesome. So, um, 
you know, I took a risk uh, of doing something different. And I found, you know, back in the day, uh, the largest contractor in our, in our area, uh, I'm, back, I'm from Israel, yep. uh, backed us up. Yep. And our university backed us up. And we started the company. And you know, here we are a few, few years later, yep. working with some of the largest contractors in the world, uh, with leading, you know, Trimble, you know, the, I say with leading and uh, surveying equipment yep. manufacturer here in the U.S. Yep. Uh, and it's very great to see how an idea became reality and new customers are using us today. Right. Actually, one of our customers today took the machine from the expo to a job site and is using it. <laughs> so we're one machine less here today. <laughs> like, I need it now. I need it now. That's awesome. Like we, we thought we didn't need it tomorrow. But then, like you said, he's going to do it tomorrow. But then, like, no, I want it today because there's people here from, you know, a dimension that one else will see it. I'm like, okay, just take it. Just take it. That's awesome. That's great. All right. So we are actually at our final question. I ask every every single one of our guests this question. What is your motto or what is a motto that you, you know, you know of that, that it has a good lesson to live by? That's a great question. Um, I'll start with a personal one that I, I cherish and follow. Happy wife, happy life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes for, for, for us, Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's all about compromising and, and, and making the family happy. Yeah. And I'll say from the business side, especially in the surveying world, precision is above all. So I tell, I tell my, my, my team, if you're not helping with precision, I could care less right now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This thing that's important, but if you can help precision more, yeah. I want that. Yep. No matter the price tag, I want that because... The more precise the layout will be and the surveying is done, is done, the more room for people to make errors or yep. for construction to do uh, to ensure that we are building our infrastructure better and our buildings better yep. so we can all stay there safely and not you know, have to deal with some malfunction that happen because people make mistakes or design is not necessarily you know, taking into account all the things. So as long as I can help reduce it whatever I can, uh, I'm there. And that's, that's value for me. That's awesome. Thank you very much for, for joining me on the show. It was a short notice here <laughs> here, uh, here at the uh, at the expo, so I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. It's been great so far. Yeah. And uh, everybody out there listening, watching, as always, stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.